Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. Am I on? Yes, it's good to be back home. Good to see Jonathan's here this morning. They actually got here before I did. (laughs) And Donnie, it looks like you're here too. God bless you. Sorry to hear about uh, what happened with your little house there that I put a window in. Is the window still there? No. (laughs) Well, thankfully, you're still here. Praise the Lord. Yes, God is good. Well, I wrestled here thinking, what more is there to say? What more is there to say? I trust, I hope we were listening to the things that were shared this morning. To me, God is here. He's all over the place. But I will give you a little secret. Um, This was actually reminded of this the other day. And the brother was encouraging uh, someone to uh, note or to look for those times of uh, those Ebenezers in your life. Or those, or those, uh, what do we call, what does Leonard Martin call it? Uh, it was a God thing. <clears throat> it was a God thing. And just this morning, uh, Elena wanted to pick that song, or she asked us to pick that song. Was it Amazing Grace? And here before Susan got to pick it, why, I think somebody over here picked it. <clears throat> and to me, that was a God thing, if you will. <clears throat> and just different things here this morning. Andrew, God bless you for putting your heart, time, energy into that message this morning. I feel like what was shared already is pretty much, if you will, the bottom line, the heart of what's on my heart this morning. So I'm wrestling a little bit on exactly where to go. And uh, we were away for two weeks. We went to Haiti. And from there, we went to uh, uh, we went to Haiti, and we were there in Haiti, and we went to this place and that place, and we're at Jonathan's place there and enjoyed it, the grandchildren, and and I think I was able to get them all to sit on my lap to the end of the week, and to where <laughs> I got their hearts, if you will, <laughs> or they weren't scared of me. <clears throat> so that was that was exciting, and uh, maybe I'll say this about Nathaniel. When I uh, came, we flew back in the airplane, and uh, <clears throat> back there, some of you were back there already, out of port, there's a little airport there that we went to, and then from there we flew back to where Jonathan's and Michael's are, but the family was waiting there, and Nathaniel just came running, and forget exactly what he said, but uh, I just kind of threw him up in the air, however it was there, but <clears throat> it was a grand, good, good reunion so, uh, yeah, so I have a lot of things on my heart. So I was in Haiti, and, and so I was wrestling this morning about sharing what happened there in Haiti. And, and God bless you, Michaels, if you're listening in. And uh, Moran, I think you have had a birthday. God bless you, or happy birthday. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we were up there at Michaels a couple of times, and we're at their place. And we just had a very beautiful time. <clears throat> I was blessed. <clears throat> And I had some God, how do we say that? 
It was a God thing. <clears throat> Times, if you will. Flying up over that, within that little airplane. Uh, see, it would have been uh, Susan, Emily, and Josh. And I was in the front with the pilot. Yes, Kendrick, sorry. <laughs> I, I had to repent. <laughs> Kendrick asked me to fly with him one time, and I thought, here I am in this little plane. <laughs> and Kendrick, I didn't even fly with Kendrick. And you know what? It was a great flight, so I'm looking forward to go with you sometime. <laughs> All I remember, I went with Aaron Hurst one time up to Wisconsin from, from Chicago, I think it was, up to Wisconsin, and they put us into this little airplane, and I, it was just a terrible ride, and I, somehow I have a yeah, phobia of, of little airplanes, but I have to say it was a very nice ride. But anyways, up there, just flying over Haiti, I just had a flashback of years ago when we were down there, Elvin, I think you were along in different ones, just driving through port there and seeing the multitude of people and their their uh, need, their need of where they're at, some of those. <clears throat> so God just touched my heart there. And then going back there, <clears throat> staying at Jonathan's, I had an opportunity uh, to, uh, uh, to share with uh, the First Salt program was we got there Tuesday. We got there and uh, then Tuesday night there was a salt program and that... Uh, Michael interpreted it for me, so I got to share about, uh, uh, was it uh, the thief, the harling, and the shepherd. So I just shared that with him, and Michael interpreted it for me, and I, I think they got it. <laughs> but uh, So that was enjoyable, and then that Sunday, we went to the Ebenezer Church there, and that pastor there actually interpreted it for me, where I shared out of First uh, John about... Uh, this is the message that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. And just ran with that and had a local Haitian there shining the light. And over on the other side, I had my black, uh, use it as illustration for darkness. And so it just had some uh, children's lesson, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> but anyways, it was a very enjoyable time. And I guess I was blessed and encouraged and also had an opportunity to go some, to some other salt programs there. Uh, <clears throat> But I, I guess I was excited and blessed to see what I saw happening there. And uh, <clears throat> somehow that we as a local church here can be more involved. And I shared that with Jonathan and Michael, I think, as far as, you know, what can we do as a local congregation to be a little bit more involved there? <clears throat> that, they don't, that they are not bearing the weight the, alone. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a sacrifice. It really is. It's a sacrifice. And, uh, but they're there for the kingdom of God's sake. Praise God. There are souls there and they have their, uh, if some of you know Gary Miller, <clears throat> he, uh, he uh, wrote up a bunch of different uh, for, their, for, uh, <clears throat> for their, when they have their session, they have some of them I think every two weeks. Is that right, Jonathan? Every two weeks or so. And before they have their, uh, their uh, <clears throat> session there on their finances, why well, he has a devotional on the spiritual and then on the uh, financial, I think is how it is. But what, he, what they share there, it, to me it was just very good. I was thinking, here the Word of God is being 
you know, they, they hear it every, 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 other, every two weeks or so, something of God's heart. And I, I, I was just blessed as I saw that. <clears throat> so pray for those facilitators. Pray for those uh, uh, Jonathan and Michaels there and as they, as they work with the locals there. And uh, I, I, I guess for me, I just have a burden. I guess, yeah, it was almost like, well, maybe... Maybe we should just move down there and spend the rest of our lives uh, for, the, for the sake of, of these Haitians here. There, there's churches all over. There's two churches. There's one, there's a church on one side of Jonathan and a church on the other side. And was it Sunday evening that we were outside there and, and this thing was booming over here and this thing was booming over here and it reminded me of what I used to go to was carnivals. There was a carnival on this side and a carnival on this side. But... <clears throat> You know, they're, they're going to church and they're doing probably the best that they know how. They need somebody to come and show them the true way. Who will go? Who will go? And that's the burden that I came home with. And you know, it takes time. <clears throat> we would like to, I know I used to think hearing some of these evangelists that preach powerful messages and, you know, and people in some of those situations, people respond and there's a revival or whatever. But you know, as I have grown in the Lord, you know, it's line upon line, precept upon precept, <clears throat> where, you know, uh, uh, God's word is established in, in our own hearts and the hearts and lives of his people. So that's a little bit of, yeah, uh, what was happening there in Haiti and what I came home with. I was very glad to go and, uh, yeah, we could just probably just go on and on with that. Uh, and then another, to me, was a, a highlight, uh, uh, was it Tuesday night? We were there in port and uh, we stayed at a mission house, the Joel Sensnicks are there and uh, just had a very nice time of fellowship. I was very blessed with the heart that I sensed there. <clears throat> so then we came home to uh, Chicago and from there, Brendan picked me up and went to leadership or to uh, Kingdom and Discipleship. And so I was there for two days and came back, two, three days, I guess. Came back yesterday, last night, about eight o'clock. But I had a sweet time I, I was planning to bring Aaron Seavers home with me, and he was too weak to come, so he ended up staying there. And pray for him. I just got a text from him this morning. He said, it's probably good that I didn't bring him, because he had another bad night last night for about two hours, where they almost went into the, uh, uh, what do you call it? CR, not CR. Yeah, yeah, emergency room. <clears throat> So pray for him, pray for uh, Kelly there and the children, and that's another burden that's on my heart on how, yeah, I don't know, I believe God has answers for where he finds himself in. Uh, that's a little bit where I'm at, and <clears throat> I want to encourage the church up there, the local church that they go to in that way to, yeah, anyways. <clears throat> So I came home last night and driving home, yeah, I drove home and uh, yeah, I just had a sweet time just meditating and 
on, a, on a, what I wanted to share this morning. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, a lot of the things that we heard this morning, uh, <clears throat> how much more should I say? Maybe I'll just try to underscore a couple of things. But I will say this, the, the burden of what I have down here, this message, uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to go through it all here this morning. But <clears throat> when we were flying up from Haiti, uh, this is where it came, or where the, the burden came. And of course, it came out of being there in Haiti in light of what I shared already. <clears throat> and... Uh, <clears throat> The title that I have is Seeing the Heart of the Shepherd. <clears throat> and being at leadership or at uh, burn there at the meetings and what was shared, the teaching, it was just like, <clears throat> it was just right along in the, the, the same main of thought that I was in. <clears throat> Seeing the heart of the shepherd. <clears throat> I'd like to say something here this morning, brothers and sisters, that... <clears throat> Where, where, the, the, where the shepherd is, there is peace, there is joy, there is comfort, there is, uh, <clears throat> there is security, there is no condemnation, there is safety. Where the shepherd is, you are secure. It's a beautiful place to be. In the presence of the true shepherd who cares for you. The hireling doesn't care for us, but the true shepherd does. And uh, I just wanted to share that this morning. Uh, Yeah, in light of even, Brendan, some of the things you shared about... Pray for me. I, 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 I'm probably going to go in and out here. <laughs> I have a message laid out, but I'm not sure that I'm going to go through it. <clears throat> but what hinders us from receiving the shepherd's love? Is that how you said it, Brendan? Something about receiving God's love. But what is it that hinders us from receiving the love that God wants to pour out into our hearts and into our lives? <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. God, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you that you are our Father. Jesus, we thank you that you are our shepherd and that you care about your sheep, Lord. You care for each and every one that is here. And God, I pray, help us, Lord, O Father, to open our heart truly to the love of the shepherd, God, I pray. Lord, we know things happen, God, and we end up some way or another. We don't even realize it, that we close our heart to the love of the shepherd who truly cares for us, Lord. I pray, God, if there's any hearts in here this morning, Lord, that 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 has happened. I pray, O God, in your grace and in your mercy, in in your way of working, Lord, God, that you would open our hearts, Father, that we would open our hearts to your voice, to your spirit, God, where there is, there is peace, there is safety, there is security, there is no harm. It's only goodwill, surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, I pray, Lord, you are here. You are here, God, and I thank you for that this morning. All that has been shared, Lord, the, 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 oh God, we thank you, Father, for loving us, Lord. But God, too many times, our hearts or our ears or our, our, we, somehow we, we, we close ourselves and we don't hear and we don't see the, 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 the God things when you are working. We miss it, Lord. Help us, oh God, here this morning, each and every one of us, Lord, to open our heart, O oh God. O oh, Father, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your mercy. We thank You for Your salvation, Lord. And I thank You for everyone that is here this morning, God. And O oh, Father, meet our needs. I pray, Lord, we're a needy people, God. And Father, whatever is hindering that love to flow into my heart, into our hearts, God. Father, I pray if there, would, if there is anything in my life or in the lives of my brothers and sisters that hinders that love from flowing. God, we pray that you, would, that you would show us, Lord, that we could repent of it, God, that we could clear ourselves, Lord, so that we could receive your love, like Brendan said, that we could receive your love so that we could, so that we could share it with others, Lord. The world is hungry to see it. Our, 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 can I say our wives, our children, our brothers and sisters are hungry to see it. Lord, I pray, help us here this morning. God, just have your way, I pray. Lord, give me direction, Father, in light of what's on my heart, God, to know how to uh, continue here this morning. We thank you and we praise you. We love you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, I think I'm going to go into the, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 9 this morning. I have two, if you will, text verses here, or maybe more than one verse. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Here we have uh, Jesus uh, talking to his disciples, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. I'd like to read that. It's, I guess as far as Jesus talking here, it's more in the latter two verses here. But let's just get a context here. Starting uh, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, then said Jesus unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. <clears throat> Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that He will send forth labors into His harvest. <clears throat> Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that He will send forth labors into His 
harvest. And then let's also read uh, John 4, uh, 31 to 35. This is right after Jesus had a talk with the the Samaritan woman in uh, John 4, verse 31 to 35. In the meantime, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said his disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? And Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not, say not, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. These were the verses or the passages of Scripture that I was meditating on the way up from, from Haiti there, on flying on the air, airplane. And uh, we had a pretty nice flight there. Um, <clears throat> but I'd just like to look at this here. Let's go back to Matthew again. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about what we read here. Uh, in this, in these passage or these these uh, verses, <clears throat> the title of the message is "Seeing the Heart of the Shepherd." <clears throat> and did we see something of the heart of the shepherd in what we already read? <clears throat> Seeing the heart of the shepherd. <clears throat> so let's just zero in on 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 it a little bit here. Uh, Verse 36 of Matthew chapter 9. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And you know, I don't know how many of us were in Haiti, uh, but we went through different towns there and there's just, how would you say a multitude of people, people, and more people, and more people. And it's, I, I don't think i ever seen what you see down there here in the States, maybe they, in the capital there when they had the riot where you have a lot of people. <clears throat> but seeing all these people, and here Jesus, it says here after He, was, after he got done healing the sick and uh, the diseased, and uh, he saw the multitudes. He saw all these people. And, his, and, his, uh, and it says here that he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. His heart was, was going out as he saw the multitude of people, he, he, his heart was moved as he saw all these people fainting <clears throat> as sheep, having no 
shepherd. Andrew talked about being moved this morning. Here Jesus was moved with compassion as he saw the people. I had wanted to read a couple other verses yet. Um, Just in helping us to see the heart of the shepherd on his compassion on uh, let's go to Matthew uh, 14 we're in Matthew let's let's, let's look at 1414 14 for a reading here it says here and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick and then we have 1532. He says, uh, or it says, Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And then yet in Matthew 20, verse 34. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Jesus had compassion. Let's look at a couple more yet in Mark. Mark chapter 5, verse 19. It says, uh, Albeit Jesus suffered him not, but he said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. This was the the man in the tombs uh, that Jesus set free. And this is what he said to him. Go to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. Let's go to eight. Uh, verse 2, just a couple more verses here. I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and having nothing to eat. <clears throat> Let's go to Luke yet, verse uh, chapter 7, uh, and look at that one yet. <clears throat> 7.13. It says, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said unto her, Weep not. And he touched her, and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to the mother. And there came a great fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, that God hath visited his people. And truly, God did visit his people when Jesus came, the good shepherd who had compassion on the multitude. He had compassion on all these people. His heart was full of compassion. Brother Andrew, why did Jesus spend so much time in prayer? He wanted to make sure that he, and he probably much have said this, but he wanted to make sure, uh, even though he was the son of God, but wasn't it that he wanted to make sure that he was in tune with his father? He still was in an earthly body. 
But he wanted to be in tune with his father that, that the true heart of the shepherd would come out, if I can say it that way this morning. <clears throat> Otherwise, he would have done things, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how, how all that plays out. But we know that Jesus never sinned. <clears throat> Could he have? Oh, that's a little deep theology for me this morning. <clears throat> but uh, we do know that Jesus had, or uh, he, had, he had a heart that was full of compassion, that was full of love and mercy and, uh, <clears throat> and so forth. <clears throat> and one of the reasons this morning is that I am looking at this for us to see the heart of the shepherd is so that we can have his heart. You know, like Brendan said, unless we receive the love of God, we cannot give the love of God. If we as a father don't receive the love of God, that channel is cleared up. There's no sin or whatever in between. The love of God is flowing. And now we can give that love to our children. But if we don't receive that love that comes from heaven, that grace, that do, that, that compassion, that 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 comes from above, if we're not receiving that because there's a block there, there's a, there's a blockage there, and then we are on our own and we try to do it on our own, and it does not work, brothers and sisters. Even, even those of us who are educated to the best degree, who has the best education here, <laughs> Or the one that, yeah, we can go on and on with that thought. I'm not picking on anyone. <laughs> I was thinking when then I said, so who's the highest education? So now I'm zeroing in on somebody. So don't, don't take it that way. <laughs> but the point is this. The point is this. If we want to have the heart of the shepherd, the channel has to be clear. We... The, the, it has to be clear. And it's interesting, as I was down in Jonathan's there and uh, just trying to prepare a little bit on what to share down there even, but I picked this book up by, uh, uh, let's see, is it Al Hessen on uh, Continuous Revival, I think. They had, you had it on their bookshelf there. But it's the Christian life is very simple. And Brother Elvin, I think, was it last Sunday? We just listened in a very little bit didn't you have a point about the Christian life being very simple? But what we do is we make it so hard. We make it difficult. Or somehow, it's simply... I mean, if you could just, just get this, children. Even little children can understand this. If, there is, if you have a water line and there's something in between that line, what happens? Tell me what happens. Does the water go through? No. Why not? Why not? It's clogged. There's something there. The water won't go through. So the grace of God, if there's, if there's sin or whatever it is between us and God, there, there's a blockage there. The grace can't flow. The love can't flow. The compassion can't flow. And then we go out and we see the multitudes and, and all we see is people walking and, oh, hi. And we say, oh, yeah. But our heart is not moved like the heart of Jesus when he, when he saw the multitude. His heart was moved. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> His heart was moved. And I was thinking flying up from Haiti there, how, what illustration could I use that would 
penetrate our hearts that we would never forget it again. <laughs> Daryl, you, you, you come up with that one, so. <clears throat> well, we read there in, uh, where is it in John, where it says, where Jesus says that we are to do what? We are to lift up our eyes. I better go there. Uh, John chapter 4. John chapter 4, 31 to 35. We have Jesus, or it's in verse 35. He says, Say not yet, there are yet four months, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Brothers, sisters, we need to look up. We need to, we're looking at too much stuff down here. It's weighing us down. And we're not seeing the heart of the shepherd. Or we don't have the heart of the shepherd because we see too much stuff down here. So he tells us, what does Jesus say to his disciples? He says, lift up your eyes. And I was sitting beside Susan in the airplane there, and so I'm not very good with English. Uh, but I do know what a noun is. It's, it's a person, place, or thing. So what's a, what's a verb? What's a verb? <laughs> Who can tell me what a verb is? Action. Action. So what? Uh, a, a noun is a person, place, or thing. Let's, say, let's go with that, a, a place. So here, here, here a person is sitting. It's a place. It's just there. Okay? What is a verb? Can I do it? <laughs> it's an action. I mean, I saw Louis Delagrange. How many of you saw his uh, video? I met him there at the leadership seminar and I said, praise the Lord, brother. You're walking and leaping and praising God. And he, oh my, God is good. But anyways, so what is the verb here? Is to lift. It's it's an action word. We need to lift up our eyes. We need to, well, we can't jump, but our eyes need to, somehow we need to look up. Lift up our eyes and look. What do you do when you look? When you see this, uh, we could go many ways there. As far as what grabs our attention. And then we look. Well, this is a little bit more as I was thinking about this. So Jesus is saying here, we need to lift up our eyes. And we need to look. What is he telling us to look at? He says, look on what? On my problems? What did you say, Alvin? The fields. the fields, yes. What are we to look at? On the fields. <clears throat> what are they? They are white already unto harvest. And I realize I have a twofold uh, thing here this morning that. <clears throat> I, my heart is not necessarily to get us in a 
frenzy to go uh, running here and there and, and winning souls for Jesus, even though uh, we are here to win souls. My heart is here to, uh, to, first of all, that we see the heart of the shepherd <clears throat> and that we do what it takes to have his heart. And so what he says here is that we need to, first of all, we need to lift up our eyes and then we need to look on the fields and we need to see that they are white unto harvest. And the other interesting thing that he says here, in the beginning he says, say not yet there are four months unto harvest. And I wasn't sure... Whether I wanted to put uh, Tyler on the spot this morning, I hope you'll forgive me. <laughs> I do. But it, 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 it's something interesting happened this morning. Tyler sent a text to the brothers. <clears throat> any, any of you get that text? Okay, very good. And it's interesting that my wife and I were talking about us as feeble human beings down here in, in Zion Christian Fellowship. That no condemnation... But I think sometimes we have a problem with saying, in four months. And Jesus is saying here, don't say four months. Why not? Well, I'll do it next week or I'll do it, uh, yeah, I'll do it in a more convenient time. Well, what, what happens is you get up to the, let's say we get up to four months and then we want four more months and then we want four more months and you know what happens? It never happens. <clears throat> The harvest is now. The fields are what? Why did Jesus say the fields are white? I, I wasn't quite sure, but when I was in, uh, I was talking to a brother and I was thinking of this verse and, and I said something, uh, looking out over the white fields, the snowy white fields, they were white, and I guess the fields are white today too, oh, out here. <clears throat> So what, why did Jesus use that, if you will, illustration of the fields being white unto harvest? I guess I'm not sure. But He is saying that the, the, the fields are ripe, white, ripe, ripe, ripe unto harvest. No, I'm sorry. They are <laughs> white and they're ripe. Okay. They are white and they are, yes. <clears throat> so, what are we going to do? We are encouraged here not to wait. We're encouraged here not to make excuses. We're encouraged here in what we were sharing in the beginning here to have, to see the heart of the shepherd so that we can have the heart of the shepherd. So that, so that our... Okay, before I go any further with that, let's go back to Matthew again. <clears throat> okay, let's see here. 35 to 38. Lay my eyes on it here. Where Jesus says, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. And then this is what he says. What we heard already this morning, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that He will send forth labors into the harvest field. You know, I said a little bit earlier here, I'm not wanting to uh, whip you up in a frenzy and make you go uh, where you go out of this room and just 
try to, to see a white field and just uh, seize on it. <clears throat> uh, Jesus actually didn't say that. What did he say? <clears throat> he said the fields are white, ripe unto harvest, but the labors are few. And then this is what he says. He says, pray to the Lord of harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest field. You know, as I, as I pondered that, it takes away all self-ambition. And I'm afraid there's too many that go under that calling or whatever you want to call it this morning. And so again, all the more important that we see the heart of the shepherd, that we get the heart of the shepherd, that we see that those fields that are out there, and that it moves us to where we do what, what Andrew was sharing this morning, that we get into our prayer closets, and that we pray to the Lord of the harvest, that He would send forth labors into the harvest field. Over in Haiti. Over in Africa. But you know, some of us think, well, that's way over there. Or whatever we think, I don't know, uh, even for myself. But you know what? I, I want it to also help us to realize that I believe there's, uh, I know there is, there's fields all around us. We know there's natural fields, or how do you say that? There's corn fields, at least in the fall there were. There's wheat. Is there wheat here in Iowa? Wheat fields and whatever other fields. But what about the fields of souls of men, our neighbors, that are that are dying? And I, I have, uh, I heard, I read a, uh, I forget why I read it, but it was talking about where there was a funeral in the community, and uh, this. This outsider, if you will, well, there was a commun- uh, there was a funeral in a church or a group of people. Let's say Zion here, uh, and and there was somebody on the let's say in town that uh, knew about this person that died, and they came to the funeral, and they never probably would have came before, but they came to the funeral, and and, and they knew this person pretty good, and it it seemed or it it was shared in there that, and what I read that 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 person's heart was soft. That person's heart was soft. And he came to this, he came to the, the funeral service, and unfortunately, where the church was at, they 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 uh, their language they used they 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 uh, spoke in German or they spoke in tongues that he didn't understand what they were saying. And the story or the story went that uh, a man somehow he said something to another neighbor, somehow they realized what happened. And then later on, maybe one of the preachers went and talked to this person, and the picture was given that that man's heart closed. It was no more open. There was a field, if you will, that was white, ripe unto harvest. <clears throat> and unfortunately, they, 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 they were so uh, uh, stuck in keeping the, the German language uh, uh, and, and, and hear a soul missed, if you will, uh, or an opportunity was missed to reap a soul, maybe, for the kingdom. So there's, God is telling us here to, uh, to lift up our eyes 
And he's also telling us here to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest field. <clears throat> I'd like to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I got it here in my papers. I'd like to read a poem here in light of, of prayer. <clears throat> Maybe some of you's read this. <clears throat> Last night I took a journey to a land across the seas. I didn't go by ship or plane. I traveled on my knees. I saw so many people there in bondage to their sins. And Jesus told me I should go that there were souls to win. But I said, Jesus, I can't go to lands across the seas. He answered quickly, yes, you can by traveling on your knees. He said, you pray, I'll meet the need. You call and I will hear. It's up to you to be concerned for lost souls far and near. And so I did. I knelt in prayer, gave up some hours of ease, and with the Savior by my side, I traveled on my knees. As I prayed on, I saw souls saved and twisted persons healed. I saw God's workers strengthened, renewed while laboring on the field. I said, yes, Lord, I take the job. Your heart I want to please. I heed your call and swiftly go by traveling on my knees. <clears throat> so the encouragement here this morning is to pray to the Lord of harvest, like we heard in the opening. To pray to the Lord of a harvest. And that we would lift our eyes and, and see the, the fields that are white, ripe unto harvest. And there's many, or I had a lot of thoughts on that last night as far as there's opportunities because could we say because we're not praying the way we should that we're missing some of those opportunities and the and the and the thought that was impressed in my heart last night as I was pondering this is someday we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and and I don't know how that's all going to be there <clears throat> but here 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 is the thought of of standing there before the judgment seat of Christ and Randall, our eyes are going to be open and we're going to see, uh, uh, and we're going to see things the way they are. And, and what if God, like I said, I'm not sure if this would actually happen or not, but what if God would show before us all the missed opportunities, all the, the, the fields that were white unto harvest? One, two, three, four, here, there. All of a sudden we realize we missed them. We missed them. And that would be a sad, sad commentary, if you will. <clears throat> may we, as God's people, make sure that there's nothing in our channel. Make sure that there's nothing between my God and I so that that spirit, the spirit, the heart of the shepherd will flow into our heart and that we will be moved to pray and that God, you know, something happens when we start praying in, in, in ways like that. God will, will open our eyes and we will all of a sudden see opportunities and He will say, go. I believe it works that way. Because somehow we're focused on what is important. We're focused on what is important. And I don't know how much longer to keep us here, uh, but 
as far as on, on some of these things and just somehow allowing the, 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 uh, the truth or the, the, or the, uh, yeah, the, just the reality that I could be missing white fields, going past them every day. Jesus said, not, don't say the harvest is in four months, but it is now. I guess I was stirred. Maybe I'll say this yet. I was stirred being down there in Haiti and just thinking about uh, finances and business and money and, and all those type of things. And I thought of the, the uh, on the way up, I thought of the, uh, the, the account there in the, in the New Testament where Jesus' uh, parable, I think it was, about the, the steward that wasted his Lord's goods. Is that right, Brendan? We talked about that on the way out. The steward that wasted, the unjust steward that wasted his Lord's goods. In, it's in Luke, it's in Luke chapter 16. <clears throat> but I would encourage you to read that sometime. And uh, there, the unjust steward, he realized he was found out. And uh, so the, the, the master or the Lord there told him that he's going to have to put him out of his, or he's going to have to fire him, if you will. <clears throat> and so before he was completely taken out of the office there, why he went, he, he, he started thinking. He said something like, I can't dig and I'm too proud to beg for money. So he's in trouble. He's going to be out of a job. And I don't know how it all works when you, especially if you do get fired, why it's likely to be a lot harder to go get another job. But anyway, so he started thinking. And the unjust steward or the, uh, the, the, the master there, that uh, business, if you will, commended him that he was wise in one thing. <clears throat> you know what he did? He went to this person that I think owed the, the master so much money and wrote it off, let's say... Uh, uh, it was a hundred thousand, and he put it, brought it down to fifty thousand. Here was another one. It was a, a maybe five hundred thousand. He brought it down to two hundred fifty thousand, and he did that. I don't know how many different times. <clears throat> and you know what he was doing? He was preparing for the future. Uh, after he gets uh, fired from the job, he was preparing for the future on this earth. <clears throat> and and Jesus says something there. That kind of always kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of like, what is Jesus saying? And I probably should turn to it so I don't. Uh... <clears throat> and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely for the children of this world or in this generation, wiser than the children of light. And then this is what he says, And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the man of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, and that word fail says die in the Greek, uh, Greek, Hebrew, Greek, uh, that when ye die, ye, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, or when ye die, that ye may receive you into everlasting habitation. So this is my, this is my uh, take on that verse. <clears throat> if we, as God's children, have light, we're not living for the now. We're living for the future, right? We're living for heaven. And we're living to, 
was it uh, Daniel Keniston, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago at the missions conference, where he said in the morning when his bones are tired, there's one thing or something about, one thing that keeps him going, and that is to realize that uh, Africans are going to stand there before the throne of God, and they're going to be worshiping Him. It's, and, 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 and he just was inspired to get up out of his bed in the morning because there was more fuels to harvest, that there could be more souls there before the kingdom of God. <clears throat> so how does, how does this connect here with this verse? <clears throat> may we brothers and sisters alike, may we prepare for the future. May we use our finances, our all that we have, our strength, our energy, to, to, to find those fields as God calls us to them. First of all, pray, but then as God calls us, that those can be there in, in, in heaven and they'll call us. And when we come, they'll call us into everlasting habitation. Does that make sense? I don't know if you, if, how, you, how you read that, but that's putting it into my own uh, little simple way of, of, of saying it here this morning. I always struggle with why it does it say that the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. Well, in the sense, I think that the children of this world are wiser to prepare for the future just here. But we are, if you will, we should be so much wiser because we are preparing for eternity. And, and that souls can go and, and worship God, the Lord Jesus, there and praise Him throughout all eternity in that song that we sang this morning. <clears throat> so brothers and sisters, let us lift up our eyes. Let us use our businesses, our finances, our, our energy, our strength to be spent for the kingdom of God. There are souls out there that need to be ministered unto. I have neighbors. And Elvin just shared with me the. The, the neighbor up here just passed away. The drunkard that was a drunkard that we were going to wanting to look at maybe buying his land so that we could have a, have a graveyard. Here he passed away this past week. I think it was on Thursday. And here's an opportunity. Elvin said he went over and visited him. I should let Elvin share it. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. But so there's, there's people here who's... And Larry over here actually came down and, and told Elvin that this neighbor died. This Larry man that, that his, he lost his wife or at least the lady that lived with him. And, and I think Elvin mentioned something about it seemed like his heart was soft. Here could be an opportunity to have the heart of the shepherd. We need to have the heart of the shepherd if we want to reap these fields that are white. If we don't have the heart of the shepherd, brothers and sisters, they'll just kind of look at us as, who are you? What are you trying to say? Like the, like the man that was taken to the uh, uh, electric chair and this pope or whoever it was was walking beside him and, and telling him, trying to get him ready so that he would repent and, and be ready to meet the Lord. And, and he was just kind of humdrum and telling him about heaven and hell and all this and that. And, and you know what that man said? He said, if I would believe, if, if, if I, how did he say that? Something about if he would believe, he would, he would crawl on his hands and knees to the other side of the world, if you will. <clears throat> Do we believe what God has said? You know, let me try to wrap this thing up. <clears throat> but you know, one of our problems is, I feel like our eyes are too low, and I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself. 
But oh, again, I'm, I, I want us to uh, get this thing of having the heart of the shepherd. And for some reason, the, that's been the mode I had been in ever since I gave the children's lesson on the... Uh, oh yeah, here was, here was something I wanted to share. Uh, the children's lesson about the shepherd. <clears throat> but anyways, there, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. And it says there that the, the, the shepherds came and saw him there with, uh, uh, with uh, Jesus there laying in the manger. Can you see that? And what were these three men? They looked very smiley this morning. I just, uh, Elena was there and I picked her up this morning. I read this little, and all of a sudden I thought, ah, this is a good point to make here this morning. These three shepherds, and it, it links with what I'm saying, brothers. I'm not being some, just saying things for the sake of saying things here this morning. Here's these three shepherds, and they're looking at the true shepherd. The Lord Jesus Himself. They were shepherds out there in the field taking care of their sheep. And there they are. Brothers, what are they doing? They're looking, they're gazing, they're, they're, they're beholding the true shepherd. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. I could just imagine, I could just see these three men as they're looking there with smiley faces and, 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 and just looking and, and saying, how can I be a better shepherd? How can I take better care of my sheep? Oh, praise God. May God help us. May God help us. Let us not be discouraged. I know we have, we have, we have, uh, I know there's things, you know, there's real things in some of our lives and and that, that, that we can't just, uh, uh, you know, somehow we just like to wipe them away. Well, if that is your situation this morning, remember what I said in the beginning about that, keeping that pipeline clear, keeping that line clear. It is amazing. I just heard a testimony yesterday again. What happens when we thoroughly get right with God? God can take those situations and He can just, He can do exceedingly abundantly above us. We're able to think or ask. But our problem is we're looking at the wrong thing. We're looking at that thing and, and yeah, we can't just, uh, like I said, just close the door and say, well, somehow take care of it. But, but I believe as, as, our, as, as we're right with God and God can work and we're believing and trusting God, God can give us wisdom to work with these situations and, and He'll even work miracles to, to all of a sudden the, 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 the things are taken care of. Isn't that what you want? Uh. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that you're able to think or ask. Quickly here, I just have these uh, couple points here in the end. This morning, I was showering and the water was hard. And, and sometimes I pull the plug on the water softener when we go on a trip. So here we were gone for two weeks. The, the family came home Wednesday and I'm thinking, oh, I forgot to plug that thing in when I came home last night. <clears throat> so now I have a... You know what hard water is here in Iowa? I don't know why Iowa water is so hard. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I was thinking of this thing of the, the water. What happens if uh, it has happened different times where somehow the water softener wasn't working or whatever. And what comes through is hard water. And I don't like to take a shower in hard water. It just feels kind of. I grew up where we had rainwater come off the roof and it went into a, into a tank or a cistern. And there it went into the, into the house. And it was soft water. So soft water is very, it's, it's, just, it's just a lot nicer. 
Well, here, here it is, brothers and sisters. You know, we want a transformation. We want God to do a, a, a work in our lives to where we'll, we'll be good to go forever. Well, the, 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 the thing of it is, is we're a little bit like that hard water. Too many times we're hard. Too many times we're hard. And we need to go through that. That water needs to go through that water softener every morning. I think our water softener goes through every middle of the night somewhere. It goes through there. And, and what happens? What happens? That water gets soft. Just think about it. We need to go through the water softener. Uh, we need to spend that time before God in reading, in, in singing, in, in meditating. And, and all of a sudden, something is happening in here. We're getting soft. And you stay away from that water softener. You know what happens. The water gets hard, right? The water gets hard. Why are we hard? It's because we're not going through the water softener. You know how to connect the dots. We're not going through the water softener. We need to have our minds renewed day by day. By the renewing, uh, how does it say there in, uh, in, 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 uh, in Romans 12? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in my sight, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed this, to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we already said that thing about why did Jesus stand so much time in prayer? And I mentioned this too already. We need to have a time of looking and beholding the Good Shepherd so that we will be changed. Corinthians uh, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. As we behold the glory of the Lord, we're changed from glory to glory. That's what needs to happen. If you're looking at your problems, yes, we need, to, we need God's wisdom, but tell you what, this morning, get up some, or uh, put it into your, into your program, into your schedule, if you, uh, to, to, to spend two hours, if you will, or an hour every morning just to set everything else aside, to close the door to everything else that you possibly can for the most part, and see what God will do. I can testify that God can do amazing things. Let us trust Him. Let us believe Him. And number, uh, number three, if we, want to truly, if we want to see the heart of the shepherd and we want to have His heart, there needs to be a cry coming up out of our heart. Lord, change me. Help me to have a heart like the shepherd. You know, there's one thing that we heard this past week, and that is... The sheep follow the shepherd. Are your little sheep following the shepherd? And that, that, that was a, when that was shared in that way, it's like, like I said in the very beginning about uh, in the presence, in the shepherd's presence, there is peace, security, love, no condemnation. There is, there, it's safe. It's safe there. Do my children feel safe in my presence? Do your children feel safe and secure in your presence? When they start running away or when something seems a little bit out of whack, maybe you need to go through the water softener. (laughs) If I can say it that way. Lord, change me. And you know, Another thing that I said, uh, this is the last point here, and I'll close. The whole aspect of faith. 
We need to have faith. We need to believe that God can actually make a difference, that he will make a difference as we cry out to him, as we look to him, as we trust him. Faith as a grain of mustard seed. All we need is faith as a grain of mustard seed. Sometimes we think we need to have this big, great faith. But if you have a little cry that's coming up out of your heart and saying, Lord, I'm not where I want to be. Whatever your need is, God is there. God is there. He will hear your cry. <clears throat> Even if it's only a little. Larry years ago had a, had a children's lesson on it. I think on a, on a mustard seed. <clears throat> Faith as a grain of mustard seed. <clears throat> he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He can change. Yes, even me. He can even change me from this hard person that maybe I am in, in this area of my life or in that area of my life. He is able to change me. As I look to Him, as I go through the water softener, if you will, <clears throat> and as I look and behold Him, and as I cry and say, Lord, as I see the heart of the true shepherd, you know what happens when we truly have a, a, a good look at the heart of the true shepherd? You know what really happens down in here? Like, uh, like uh, Andrew said, a Christian, uh, you know, as far as praying, if you're a Christian, you, you will pray. <clears throat> well, so it is here. <clears throat> we need to believe God. <clears throat> we need to believe God that he can even change me. Yes, even me. <clears throat> so if you have a need this morning, if you have a need, Look to the Lord. Trust the Lord. He wants to meet that need. And if you know that there is something between you and God, don't wait for a month. Don't wait tomorrow. I say this morning, take care of it now. If God is speaking, take care of it now. Don't wait. And I feel like here at Zion, we have, I'm not sure what has happened over the last couple years, but somehow, um, I don't know, it just seems like we're afraid to respond to the Lord or maybe come to the altar or go upstairs or pray. I don't know what it is. Is it because we have a wrong view of the shepherd? The shepherd loves his sheep. And if you're born again, a child of God here this morning, He cares for you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're into. He cares for you. He loves you. So much that He sent His Son so that you can be free from that thing, whatever it is. And if you're here today and you're one of His lost sheep, He also loves you. He also cares for you. He wants to save you. He wants to pull you out of that net. He wants to pull you out of that pit. He wants to set you free. He wants to put a song in your heart that is our God today. And I don't know, but I had this thought came to me yesterday. I'm sorry it's late. <clears throat> I'm sorry it is late. But you know what? <clears throat> eternity. And some of these things, eternity is at stake. If my heart is not right and God is speaking to me, eternity is at stake. 
My children are suffering because the pipeline isn't clear and the love of God is not, is not flowing. So, just think about that. But anyways, like I said, yes, last night as I was meditating on these things, I was just impressed to give an altar call. And I think I will this morning. I said something to Elvin. And like I said, sometimes it seems like we have a hard time responding. But I say this morning, not for me, I'm going to go sit down. But if God is speaking to you, if God has spoken and he, He's not there with, you know, now everybody's going to see me, boom. That's not God. We have a wrong view of God. Now I realize if, if our heart is pumping and, and, and God is maybe speaking and there is a little bit of apprehension because of thinking, what are people going to think? But you know, they probably know it already anyway. You know, or maybe not, or maybe, maybe not. But that, that shouldn't matter. What matters is, is that we, ha- we want to do the will of our Father in heaven like we heard this morning. So anyways, uh, see, who's on for song leading? I think we'll just sing a song. If God has spoken, I just, I just encourage you to respond to the Lord. Uh, Ellen, should we have him come up front or if somebody wants to go upstairs? <laughs> okay. Uh. Let's just pray. Yes, Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you that you are our Father in heaven. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the good shepherd who cares for his sheep. And God, sometimes we don't see you right. We don't see Jesus right. Oh, God, I pray, help us today to see you for who you are. Help us, O God, give us a little faith that we need. Lord, I pray, God, bless each and every heart that is here today. Father, you know the struggles, you know the battles. God, you know what what we're going through, Lord. You know, God, you know the ins and outs, Father. And and Lord, you know what just happened there at the leadership with me when I, I, it was... I was tired there and we went to the prayer room and I just shared that with and all of a sudden it seemed like like we heard this morning about Carrie Ten Boone who who reached out her hand to forgive that man and and the grace just flowed like a it was shared that something like it was like a thunderbolt just came through her and the love of God was shed abroad in her heart because she she made a choice and I pray here God this morning. Lord, give faith to our fainting hearts, God, I pray. Help us to believe you, Lord. You are for us. You're not against us. God, you love us. You care about us, Lord. You care about the very fine details of life, God. And and I pray, oh, Father, oh, Lord, help us to be a safe place here, God. Father, I know there's some voices that say it's not safe. And I pray, God, that those voices would be stopped, Lord. I beg of you in Jesus' name, God, that the voice of the true shepherd would come through. Oh, God, my sheep, hear my voice. God, we thank you this morning. Lord, Father, that you're the good shepherd, God. Father, just have your way here, Lord, as we sing a song of invitation. God, have your way, I pray. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. See, who's the song leader? Yes, the line. Do you have a song? 629? Amen. Let's sing this song. And if God has spoken, 
my encouragement is to respond. And again, you're not responding to, to me, to Elvin. You're not responding. You're, not, you're, you're responding to the Lord. And, 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 and like that, that man that had a, had a crippled hand, one thing he had to do if he wanted to be healed, he had to reach out his hand. And when he reached it out, Jesus healed it. <clears throat> Praise God. Go ahead. <clears throat> 